0: Om. 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 Oh, Honestly Unbalanced. Hi, everyone, and welcome. This week's episode of Honestly Unbalanced is actually a solo episode with me, and it is a shameless plug of my new album, which has just been released, which is called Luminous Shadow. This album, it's been two years in the making, but it feels like it's just been a lifetime of love and challenges and life experience that has really gone into the making and the creation of this album and these these songs that I put together. And for me, there it's a collection of, of healing songs, healing music that is here to inspire you, to empower you, to bridge you back to all that you are inside. It's an album of love, of light and shadow and yin and yang and I've honestly put every single piece of my heart and soul into every lyric, every melody, every note. So I thought that I'd do a podcast episode to talk a little bit bit about it as well as talk about my story and how I ended up creating the album. So things I talk about in the episode are my journey from girl band member previous girl band member to sound healer and where i am today uh, when i hit my rock bottom and completely lost myself and chose to change my life and to build myself back up again how i found yoga and meditation to be really powerful tools to bring me home to myself how I am now able to use my voice to heal others, even though that is an ongoing journey. And also the inspiration behind each song and how the album just intuitively came together. I think it's a really beautiful story and I think that you'll enjoy it when you listen to it. Um, The podcast episode and hopefully the album as well. If you do want to purchase the album, thank you so, so, so much to everyone who has already. Honestly, I can't tell you how grateful I am for your support. You can just head to my website, which is hollyhustler.com. And you'll find various links there to purchase the album. Enjoy the episode, guys, and thank you so, so much for listening. If you are looking to treat yourself to a brand new juicy yoga mat, look no further than Lifeform. Lifeform are by far the best, best yoga mats. Me and Adam have one in pretty much every single colour, and we would never go anywhere else. Luckily for you, you also get a 10% discount if you use the code HUSTLER at checkout, which is Capitals H U S L E R, and just head to the Lifeform website. That's L-I-F-O-R-M-E.com. Honestly, I'm balanced. So I will start off by yeah, telling you a little bit about my background, a little bit of my story. Um, I'm sure a lot of you will probably know bits of it already. So I guess I'll start by saying that a few years ago now, probably about 10 years, something like that, depending on when you're listening. (laughs) I was in a girl band, a really cheesy pop girl band called Vanquish. And honestly, they were some of the best years of my life. I was in this band for about three years, uh, from 23 to 26 years old. And I made friends for life from it. And yeah it was really a dream come true you know I sat down at a computer one day and I thought what would be my dream job and I typed in girl band auditions and it came up last day of auditions is tomorrow up and coming girl band in London looking for someone who is preferably around five foot five preferably blonde preferably 19 to 24 tick 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 I went for the audition and I got the part and yes the next three years were an absolute musical whirlwind of excitement and and, you know, looking back now, although yes, we had the most incredible time, you know, we supported westlife on tour on uh on their uk and ireland tour if you're not sure, sure who westlife are they're a pretty famous irish band that was probably the coolest thing we did and um, we supported uh, little mix and tinchy strider and the wanted at some some other festivals we got to you know go and record in the studio all of the time we went to go on schools tours to promote, promote ourselves we really were living the dream but at the time i suppose Looking back now, I realize we were very much a product. You know, we were singing other people's songs. We were told what to sing and how to sing. We were given outfits to wear. We were given dance routines to learn and perform on stage. You know, there was really little room for our own creativity and expressing ourselves in a way that felt, I guess, authentic for us. But again, didn't really realise that at the time and no regrets whatsoever. had an absolute blast. But I suppose, again, yeah, looking back, there was something that wasn't quite in alignment. It was very externally focused. And... After a few years, we realised that it just wasn't really going to, you know, we weren't going to make it as big as the Spice Girls, let's put it that way. <laughs> so we found that it came to a really natural organic end, which was, which was fine. It was heartbreaking at the time, but, it, it you know, I was never really in it for the fame and the money. I just wanted to perform with my best friends and that I got to do. So that actually was a really, really difficult part of my life. I lost my dream job. I lost all of my income and I was living in London at the time, living quite a hardcore party lifestyle, which really lends itself to being in a girl band. So, you know, I was losing sleep most weekends and often looking at myself in the mirror after a big night out, wondering who who the girl was looking back at me. You know, I really didn't have a relationship with myself and having been in a relationship with different men over you know, since being a teenager, really, with no space in between each one. For me, I didn't know myself. I didn't know that there was an inner world to explore and that there was healing to be done, deep, deep healing to be done. So the girl band broke up. I lost my income. I lost my dream job. And I also lost a relationship, a real soul, soulmate relationship. Actually, I broke up with a guy because, you know, when things start falling apart, We don't realise it at the time, but it's, I I believe now looking back, it's all really working in our favour. You know, things fall apart to come back together again in a more aligned way. But I really didn't know this at the time. So I felt like I'd lost everything all at once. And... I decided that I was going to move back home with my parents and just sort of start to rebuild myself because I had no idea who I was, what I was doing with my life, what my purpose was, how I could make more of a difference. And really that's what I wanted. I wanted to feel like I was making a difference in the world. And yeah, even though the girl band was a dream come true, it didn't really feel like I was changing, changing the world, you know, in any great way. And I think that deep down, most of us do feel like we want to make a positive difference. So that was a really difficult time for me. I suppose that you could call that my my rock bottom. And I, I really did go through a lot of anxiety during that time, you know, waking up in the morning, shaking and feeling just this sense of doom come over me. Like I didn't really want to wake up. I didn't know what to do with my days. And they just stretched out in front of me. And I just had no idea what direction to go in. And I always had this analogy at that time. I felt like I was in a car And the engine was on, and all the lights were on, and I was ready to go. But the windscreen was really foggy, so I couldn't see anything and I couldn't move anywhere. I just felt so stuck. And if any of you listening are in that place, something that I read in a blog during that time that really helped me is that actually, sometimes you just need to be stuck in life, and there's a bigger picture at play. You know, sometimes. We have to be stuck so that other people can be moving forwards and sometimes it feels like we're we're moving backwards but actually we're just retreating. It's like that arrow being pulled back, getting ready to be shot forwards again. So really what we should be doing or need to be doing is, is leaning into that, that stickiness and that stillness and that sacred space really because even though it feels like nothing is happening, it's almost like something is rewiring on a deeper level and we just have to get out of the way of ourselves and let it happen but again, didn't know that at the time. (laughs) So I was living back at my parents, really not in a good place whatsoever. And I tried to make it as a solo artist, actually a little bit, you know, kind of half-heartedly because I really wanted to continue with music. I loved singing. And so I tried to work with a few different DJs and producers and I got into the sort of house electronic musical scene, but I found myself writing lyrics that I I thought I wanted other people to hear, rather than anything that came from any embodied experience or anything that came from my heart. It was all just from listening to other songs that were popular and thinking I needed to recreate that. So again, just not aligned. So naturally it didn't work because when when you're not feeling like you're creating something from your soul, from that place of real heart alignment, it's, it's not gonna work really. You know, at some point it falls apart. So it didn't work and I had a really sort of devastating moment of just deciding that I was a failure and that I was going to turn my back on music. I decided that I had a crap singing voice. I had nothing to offer the world. Music wasn't for me. I didn't fit in anywhere in this world. And I, yeah, I felt like I'd been kind of pulled into the music industry and then chewed up and spat out again. And uh, so I decided to turn my back and go down another route. Now at that point uh, I'd been practicing or I'd found yoga and I'm sure lots of you listening will practice yoga and know how life-changing it is and you know you don't know in your first few classes but I went along and I've I've always been a dancer and I thought I'm going to be great at this front row, leg behind my head, (laughs) I could do all of the flexi moves but before long I realised this is so much more than just a physical practice, you know this is these are four corners of of, a, of my mat, of my little space, my island, where I get to meet myself again, where I get to meet me. I get to find find Holly, and it sounds so cheesy, but that's exactly what happened. And I found myself crying and most shavasanas. I had to sort of roll onto my side, and tears were coming down onto my yoga mat. As you know, breath by breath, move by move, I was piecing myself back together again through this beautiful practice. I was also teaching some dance-based fitness on the class. So yes, I was a, a Zumba teacher and a ballet bar as well. And uh, before long, I thought it's probably about after a year of practicing yoga and really just building a relationship with myself again. I found meditation. I found Tony Robbins, who is an amazing life coach. And all of these, these tools and these practices helped me to come back to myself and yeah, remember who I was at a core level and what I was all about. So after about a year of practicing yoga I thought to myself well I already teach dance classes you know why not why not become a yoga teacher and yes I got all of the doubts all of the fears coming up you haven't been doing it for long enough you don't know what you're doing you're you can't do this blah 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 all of the thoughts all of the doubts but something really deep inside of me told me that this was going to change my life. So At this point, I was really into the law of attraction. Not gonna go down that route today, but if you know law of attraction, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, go and look it up because it's life-changing stuff. So I asked the universe for a sign and I said, universe, should I book onto this yoga teacher training I'd found one in Thailand. I wanted to go and do an, an an immersive intensive training just to throw myself into it and really shape myself up and just, yeah, start a new chapter. I was so desperate for it. And one day I was driving along in my car back back home to my parents. I was still living there a year later. And I pulled up behind a car at the traffic lights. And the number plate was something yoga, Y-0-G-A. And I said, thank you, universe. That is my sign. So uh, long story short, I booked on to the training. And on New Year's Day, can't remember what year it was, I was on a plane probably still a little bit drunk from the gin and tonics the night before and I was on my way to Thailand to do a teacher training and that really did change my life you know my feeling around that was I want to help people in the way that this amazing practice has helped me help me to love myself again really but what happened is I went on a real healing journey for, for myself and now I realize that you can't help to heal anyone else unless you've helped to heal yourself first you know you can only help other people to the extent that you've helped yourself so so much magic and you know and discomfort unfolded over those few weeks again crying myself to sleep most nights but by that point I'd realized that sadness is not something to run away from and grief and pain is not something to hide from but actually to dive into and explore and it's only when we face up to these these things that we call demons and shadows inside of us that they actually then become the light. You know, the things that we're here to help people with. We can actually transform these darker parts of us into into our gold, into our stories. So this is what I did. And I came back feeling like a new person, feeling like I had purpose once again. Still quite sad that music wasn't in my life, but I I knew intuitively it would come back round again. Lo and behold, being in the yoga world, of course... I was introduced into sound healing. And I believe I saw a poster for it at Triyoga Camden in London. And I thought, you know what? Crystal bowls, they look beautiful. Sound, I love sound. Anything to do with sound and music, amazing. Let's book on. By this point, i would met my husband, Adam, and we were quite new into a relationship. And he said, yeah, go, go for it, go try it. So I went along. And it was just the most beautiful experience. I mean, who doesn't love just walking into a candlelit room, getting snuggly on a yoga mat under a blanket with um, beautiful crystal bowls, just weaving their magic over and through you. And it just felt divine. It felt like all of the layers of doubt and insecurity and fear just were washed away by these beautiful healing vibrations. And I was left once again with me you know, with with the core of me. And, you know, I believe that everyone at the core is 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 love. And that's what I was guided home to. Not only did I have an amazing experience there at the time, but the next day I remember I was lying on the sofa, I think it was a Sunday, and the sun was streaming through the window. And I just felt this overwhelming sense of peace and clarity and calmness. Like like I haven't hadn't felt in I can't I couldn't even remember in how long I had felt that way, that calm, that Peaceful. And I thought, no, like I know these bowls are powerful, but really? Anyway, went again and the same thing happened the day after. So I thought, you know what? I need to introduce this to my classes and my students. By this point, I'd, I uh, had started a little business in Brixton, South London, called Soul Stretch. And it was a yoga business. So I was running yoga classes for a beautiful community of students. And I thought this is the next step I always knew in my heart there was going to be more than just yoga so I booked onto a training (laughs) another big leap of faith but I just knew that I had to do it my heart was calling me so strongly towards it and long story short I did a training I bought just one bowl and I started there I started small and uh, I worked my way up to a few more bowls eventually and One day when I was playing the bowls in Shavasana, and I just was so in love with them by this point and so, um, so, so happy that I'd followed my heart and my soul. And, you know, from practicing yoga, it really does give you the courage to follow one, to hear your intuition, you know, that deeper part of you that's always there, always guiding your way forwards, and two, to actually follow it and take the leaps. And the more you do follow it and the more you do take the leaps based on that, you know, that heart call, that intuitive nudge the more you prove to yourself that it's never gonna lead you wrong. So I was so pleased that I took the leap. And one day when I was playing the bowls in Shavasana, I had a voice come through, an intuitive voice, sing with the bowls. And my ego head was like, shut up. I'm not gonna sing with the bowls, no way. Because, you know, just just the bowls and me, me using my voice over the top, that is terrifying, so raw and so vulnerable. You know, it's scary to use your voice when you're in the recording studio let alone just with the bowls and and in a room full of people listening to you but again you know I thank yoga again for giving me the courage to know that it was the right thing to do so somehow on some level I just knew that introducing the voice in with the bowls was going to be really really healing so I did I didn't have any plan I just thought let's just go for it let's just see what comes out so I started humming and making vowel sounds and just harmonizing with with the bowls and at the end people came up and they said that was really healing that the when you brought your voice in you know the bowls were amazing when you brought your voice in that was it just added an extra layer and from experiencing this myself with uh, bowls and hearing people sing over the top I knew what they meant it's almost like it just I don't know it it opens all your cells up and fills them with rainbow light or something. That's how it feels to me every time. And then I came to realise, you know, that the voice is actually the most powerful instrument of all when it's coupled with your heart's intention, like a really pure intention from your heart. So, you know, hearing that from other people really gave me the courage to keep going with that. And so naturally, yoga really bridged me back to music in a much more organic and soul aligned way, in a way that I felt I could really make a difference in the world and really help people, you know, in this really healing capacity. And I'd almost sort of gone full circle back to music, but in just such a new way, in a way that guided me on this journey of ups and downs and nudging me to experience and embody lots of challenges so that I could then really help people on a deeper level and also understand how to navigate these challenges because you know I think yoga gives you such a different perspective on sadness and grief and pain and challenges and I started realizing or or at least cultivating the truth my truth that things happen to you not sorry things don't happen to you but for me I believe that things really happen for you you know challenges come to help you to grow and to step into this newer version of yourself so that you can empathize more and love harder. Um, You know, when we get our hearts broken, really, it's, it's a way of breaking your heart open so that more light can flood in, flood into the wounds. So I was back to music, but in a, yeah, again, in a way that felt so soul aligned. And from that point onwards, I started playing around with singing singing my own songs and writing my own music I'd always been a writer I've always written poems for as long as literally from the moment I could write I think I've been writing poems I used to write my mum and dad poems instead of getting them um, presents for Christmas (laughs) and they used to love it and I used to love it I've just always loved writing and so I started experimenting experimenting with turning a couple of my poems into songs and Adam, my lovely husband now, he actually ended up buying me a harp one Christmas. I think it was the Christmas before the pandemic, which really, really helped because at first I looked at it and I thought, that's really, really sweet of you. Thank you. But I have no idea how to play this bloody thing. (laughs) But then I realised that it's kind of like a piano, but the other way around and I can play the piano. Thanks to my mum and dad who gave me lessons and yeah it's like a vertical piano so I understood the notes and the chords and that's how I started writing songs again. So now I guess I'll I'll lead on to how how the album this could be a sort of part 2 so how I came to create the album. So at this point I was living with my husband in I moved from Brixton to uh, Highgate North London into a lovely beautiful little flat, tiny little flat in Highgate near Hampstead Heath with my husband. And uh, he helped me to set up a home recording studio because I just knew that I had something to offer with my voice. And I didn't know what it was, but I wanted to record music. And for uh, if, for me at first, it was just it was just for me. I just wanted to experiment and see what came out. So set up a home recording studio and I started experimenting with uh, singing little mantras and uh, mantras. Obviously, I would picked up in the yoga world and I really, really loved mantra. And the way it made me feel, especially because it's all Sanskrit language, which is an ancient Indian language. So you don't really understand the words, which kind of makes you um, feel it more and sing it more from the heart, which I really loved. Um, So I sat down one day and I thought to myself, I feel like I want to write an album and I feel like I want to write an album and bring it out into the world. And it's going to be an album about the chakras, (laughs) Now if you don't know what chakras are, if you're not in uh, the yoga world, chakras are, um, we have thousands of them all over the body. They are basically energy centers within us. And there are seven main ones that are talked about and they align the spine from the base all the way to the crown of the head. They relate to different physical parts of us and also different emotional parts of us as well. And I thought, oh, it's so niche, it's so unique, people are gonna love it, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna have a a track for each chakra and I'm gonna plan it all out, I'm gonna write all the lyrics and I'm gonna go and record it somewhere. So I sat down, I planned it all out, I wrote down exactly what I wanted to do, it all looked so pretty and perfect on paper. I went to write the lyrics and nothing came out. And I sat there just pulling my hair out, trying, trying, forcing, forcing it to work, but it wasn't happening. And I was really disappointed because I thought I'd come up with a really great idea that was going to, you know, get me 100 million listens on Spotify and (laughs) all of that jazz. Um, And again, it was probably my ego leading the way at that point, because if I really think about it, I don't really care that much about getting hundreds of millions of of likes on Spotify. That's just, um, I think, something that we've been conditioned. You know, we think success is that, but actually it's not. I've come to really form I find uh, have a different view on on what success is for me now. That's another story for another time. But it was definitely my ego um, writing uh, leading the way at that point. So I left it and I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna park this and I'm just gonna come back to the yoga and let my heart lead the way. So January 2020 came around and we all know 2020 was the year of the pandemic, but it started actually with the bushfires in Sydney. So that was sort of really rocky start to the year and my friend and my lovely yoga friend uh, and teacher Emma Henry was organising a charity uh, charity class at uh, Yoga in Shoreditch in London and she asked me to sing at the end and I was really nervous because I thought oh gosh I mean I know I'd been doing it with the bowls and stuff but I still, still got nervous around using my voice all of the time you know, it's conditioning. Um, again, it's it's all that conditioning of, of needing to sound good, but but actually, you know, in this in this world, in this yoga world and the way I'm trying to do it now, it's not about sounding good. It's about it coming from the heart. And that's something that I really am. I'm still on a journey with, you know, it's, it's all about singing from a place of love and trusting that that is that is healing and that's enough for people. So I agreed because I thought well you know it's it's for charity it's a good opportunity I'm just going to go and do it and I didn't really know what I was going to sing at the end. So I was actually sat on the tube one day <laughs> and lyrics started coming to me and I just sat and I was on my phone and I had my headphones on and you know it's not a particularly inspiring environment but somehow I felt that all these these lyrics started started coming out of my, out of my heart, I suppose, out of my thumbs and onto my phone. And by the end of the Tube journey, I'd pretty much written the first song that I've recorded, which is called Embers to Ashes. And it was about, and it was originally about the fires in Sydney. And I thought I can sing this at the end of Emma's charity class. Amazing. So I went along to the class with my husband. I had a little instrument with me called uh, a sansula kalimba, which is the most beautiful instrument. And actually one of the songs on the album, Devi Prayer, is is completely with the sansula kalimba. If you're interested to know what it sounds like, it's really beautiful. And I sang it at the end, or I sang about half of it, I think a verse and a chorus. And, oh gosh, I remember I, I thought it sounded awful, but people seemed to really, really love it. And again, it's just, for me, it was getting out of the head and into the heart. And um. Yeah. So I I sang that song and Emma loved it. And that, that, again, it gave me the courage. And I thought, you know what? I really want to start actually going to a proper recording studio because I was useless in my home studio. I didn't know what I was doing, really. I was just doing very rubbish, uh, rubbish quality demos. And I thought, even if this is just for me and it never goes anywhere, I just want to go and record because that's where I feel most at home. I I love being in the studio recording songs. And, you know, they're my songs as well, even better. So I found a music producer and I'll credit him here, he's just been the most incredible music producer and friend actually. We've had so many laughs together and we aligned immediately, got on straight away as soon as we met each other. His name is Mitch Ayling and his studio is based in Essex and I believe it's called Woods Lodge Studio. So if you're looking to get any songs recorded, Mitch is your man, get in touch with him. So I went along, I sent him my demos first and he was on board, sent him Embers to Ashes, And I sent him, I think I sent him a couple of mantras as well. And I said, I'd I'd just love to record some of these songs. He's like, yeah, definitely up for it. Love this kind of stuff. Let's do it. So I went along to the studio and I took my harp along. It's very basic harp player, but luckily Mitch was just so amazing at what he did that he really managed to just bring the song to life, Embers to Ashes. And that was the first song that I recorded. Um, Followed by, I think then I did Devi Prayer. And because that's a song or a mantra that, I'd, that I sang a lot at the end of a yoga class um, or at a sound healing, because it's just a really beautiful, beautiful mantra. And I'll talk more about the songs in a little bit. And I also recorded uh, the Gayatri mantra, which is also one of my favorites. And I teamed that up with my crystal bowls and did like a little mini sound journey with that as well. So they were my first three songs. And I thought, oh great, this is so much fun. And I really didn't think any any further ahead. But I guess what happened when I decided that I wanted to record this music was my old musical, my old and new musical floodgates or something like that opened and song after song after song just started started coming to me. And I I just loved the process so much and something just said just told me, just don't think about the next song, just feel what's what's the next song that you want to sing, that your heart wants you to sing. So next up, I remembered that I'd written a poem. Um, at I think it was the the year before that I wrote a really long poem. Uh, after I'd been to Spain to do a two week intensive sound healing diploma, I did another training on top of the one that I'd done originally with my crystal bowls, which was a really life changing experience actually. And on my uh, training, this diploma, I met a girl at the airport. I should say a woman actually <laughs> met a woman at the airport um, who we were making our way to the venue to the the space together, uh, called Anushka and she was the opposite to me in so many ways you know what she looked like so when i met her she had thick black short hair she was wearing all black she had she was covered in tattoos feather earrings very dark um when we when she talked everything was uh, she was telling me about you know some plant medicine she'd done this real deep healing work and But but, although we were so different to look at and maybe to sort of talk to as well, there was something, a real strong magnetic draw between us. And I don't think either of us knew why, but we always wanted to sit next to each other. We wanted to talk to each other all the time. And I think what I realised is that Anushka was was a teacher for me who was helping me to go into my own shadows, you know, that darker part of myself and realise that it wasn't scary and it wasn't bad. You know, at this point, I'd always denied that I was a Scorpio and I always wanted to be a Libra. I was kind of on the cusp. So I always said, well, I'm a Scorpio, but I feel more like a Libra because it's, you know, it's it's lighter. Um, It likes beautiful things. And a Scorpio can be seen as quite kind of dark and deep and almost I don't know mysterious and scary and I'd always rejected that part of myself and she really helped me to completely embrace it and then on the flip side I made her laugh and I brought out the sun in her and you know on occasion she was saying god I haven't laughed this much in so long so we were kind of balancing each other out in this weird way and we actually had a sound session and I gave her a a private sound healing as part of our exam and uh, she said she, uh, she she's a shaman as well. And she said that she um, she saw me as her yoga teacher in a past life. So I don't know. There was some real deep ancient connection between us there. And I feel like we've known each other for lifetimes before. And we were meant to come into each other's life. And we don't really speak so much anymore. But I did write a poem about her because I just was so intrigued, so in, uh, inspired and magnetized towards her that, I, I don't know, I felt that she was almost... Um, a, a, or I was a channel for, for her words to come through me or something like that. So anyway, I wrote a poem and I turned it into a song called Shaman Called Shadow. And that's another song on the album. So yeah, you can have a listen to that with a little bit of uh, background information there. And then what was after that? Yes, then I remember I felt really stuck and directionless again one day in my flat in Highgate. And it's, it's a pattern that I often kind of revert back to. And I think it stems from you know this feeling of stuckness and um, not feeling like I can move forwards. It, I've, I've realised through doing you know such deep work that it comes from an old pattern of feeling like I can't shine too bright because if I do that, it's going to make other people feel small. And I think that many of you listening will be nodding along and able to resonate with with that pattern, with that thought. Which isn't true. It's it's not true. Um, I was told as a child to stop showing off a lot because I was quite I was I was quite a loud child. Loved to perform and put on shows and sing and dance and you know completely unapologetically until that point when I was told and I have a vivid memory of it being told stop showing off. You're embarrassing yourself. And from that point onwards, I developed this belief this untrue belief that to be myself to shine bright in this world is is not lovable it's not attractive it's going to make other people feel small it's going to make other people dim down whereas now i know that that is ridiculous and that actually we need more light in the world we need more people stepping into and owning their light their power and being the shiniest most unapologetic versions of themselves possible so that's what i'm here to really advocate now and what i'm still on a journey with myself and what so much of this album is actually about as well you know really stepping into our power and our light and um, and bringing the shadows with us as well bringing all of it with us because it's not about you know it's not just about love and light and happiness it's about being whole you know integrating all of the parts of ourselves and and bringing them all forwards into the world So anyway, I was having a moment at home where I was reverting back to this old pattern and just feeling stuck and like, I didn't know what I was, what I was doing, what the next song was. And so anyway, I put all my work aside and I sat down, got the harp out and I just thought, just, just play, just put, put your hands on the harp, put your fingers on the strings and just play something. So I started playing and I don't know what's going to come out uh, most of the time, and a little melody, a cute little melody, a little tune came out. And by the end of that day, I'd written another song called "Free." And really, <laughs> that song originally was about me just feeling like I didn't want to prove myself to anyone. i don't I don't want to push. I don't want to force or struggle or have to yeah, have to be anything other than, that, than I'm uh, than what I am. Um, I just want to be me. I just want to be free, and I just want to feel peace. That's all I want. So I wrote a song about it and it got me thinking, you know, about the world as well and how, God, wouldn't the world be just such, I mean, the world's an amazing place anyway, but wouldn't it be a a more, even a more amazing place if everyone really truly loved themselves and loved each other and had compassion for themselves and for others. And I think really that is, that is the healing recipe, you know, that is, that's the, the greatest healer of all loving ourselves so that we can love others and um, I'm sure there would be there would be no no war (laughs) and um, no you know none of this these awful things that happen if if we we all were really truly truly connected to ourselves Uh, more on that to come a little bit later so free was then written uh, another song uh, that I recorded and then another one on El- on adam's birthday that was uh, that was may in in the pandemic actually we went out to hampstead heath one day went for a walk luckily the heath is near was near our, our flat in highgate and we just laid on the grass and it was such a beautiful day and i was looking up at the sun and you know we've all been told don't look at the sun direct it'll make you blind but for, for that moment for some reason i was just looking up at the sky and honestly it felt like the sun was saying to me don't look away just for a moment don't believe that as truth for a moment just look at me and know that you're protected and I'm going to give you some words of wisdom right now and he did (laughs) and I felt these words and these lyrics just move through me like the sun had given me this song and Adam was trying to talk to me and I said, don't talk, we've got to go home and I grabbed him and and I had to almost jog him home because I had to get these lyrics down on paper. I felt like I'd been given a song and I knew that this song had to be shared with the world. And uh, luckily Adam went off out to the shops and I grabbed my harp and I sat down and I started playing and this beautiful melody just came out and it felt like it was the sun singing through my fingers these beautiful light codes, and then these lyrics, these lyrics started coming, and I just went upstairs, and I said, I said to Adam, I just, I just need, like, just a minute, or, you know, 10 minutes, whatever, and I wrote down everything that I'd remembered about what the sun had said to me, and, um, yeah, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in in a moment, but that, that was my next song, which is called uh, Moment with the Sun, and that actually ended up being my debut single that I released out into the world on the summer solstice, 2021, and uh, one of my favourite songs that I recorded in the studio as well it just felt like pure magic that song and uh, probably one of my favourites on the album as well so yeah I hope you enjoy it as much as I love creating it and uh, what else uh, yes I also recorded a beautiful uh, song called I Am Light which is by uh, it's a cover by an artist called India Ari who my husband introduced me to actually and I've just been absolutely obsessed with the song ever since and it just I love singing it. I love singing it on the harp at the end of sound journeys in my classes. So I thought, well, it's just you know have to have to go and record this little, this juicy little song at the studio, and I, I weave the Gayatri mantra through it as well, just for a little extra pizzazz. And uh, there's a little um, you pro- you can't hear it very well, but my my singing bowl is also one of my singing bowls is also weaved into that as well for extra healing. So that was another one that I recorded, and then. You know, I was was listening to all these songs, and I thought, "Wow, you know, I've this is almost an album." And really, the whole way I hadn't thought I'm going to like I did with the chakra idea. I didn't actually think to myself, "Right, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm going to do an album here." I I just recorded each song as it came to me, and just for me, really. And I, I intuitively felt there's one more song that wants to be wants to be in this collection of music, and it just it was a really strong feeling. But it took me a while. It took me, you know, two or three weeks to, again, it was that forcing, that pushing, pulling. And oh, what is this last song? What is this last song? And one day, again, I was sitting, same sofa in my Highgate flat. Maybe that's like the sofa of inspiration. Who knows? <laughs> I um I sat there and, and a voice came up again, like it has done so many times. And it said, it's been under your nose the whole time. It was a really clear message. It's been under your nose the whole time. So I looked down, and I looked at—I I found myself looking at my moon necklace that I wear every day, never take it off. It's a full moon necklace, and then something clicked. I'd written a poem all about the moon, uh, probably months ago, and I thought, "Well, let's turn it into a song," and it was perfect, and it, it just fit into place. So that was actually my second single called Luna. And I thought, well, I've written a song about, you know, about the moon, about light, and, um, you know, stepping into your power, let's write, let's uh, put this song together about the moon, about, you know, the um, the dark and, the, and the, the intuition and the deep watery stuff. And it just felt perfect. It felt like the perfect last song to record. So off I went to the studio and I recorded Luna, which, yeah, which was my second single. And so probably about, it was probably about a year and a half, I suppose, from when I started recording because of the pandemic and not being able to record for a while that I'd put together all of this music. And Mitch said to me, you've got an album here, Holes, (laughs) calls me Holes, and you need to get it out into the world. And that was terrifying for me, but I also knew he was right. So it started with me releasing Moment with the Sun, like I said, Spring Equinox 2021, Luna a couple of months later. And then I, I thought, shall I just keep releasing the singles? But my heart told me and, you know, I've really le- learned to listen to my intuition and my heart. It said, put the, put the music, put it into a collection of songs. You don't have to do it the generic way. You don't have to put it all on Spotify. You don't have to um, put it on this platform or that platform. Like do it in your own way. So it's taken me this long to realise that I just wanted to put it into a product here on Kajabi so that I could really just make it my own and, you know, add the artwork and do this, do this recording and add some little bits and bobs, the lyrics and all that kind of stuff. And that really feels right to me because, again, if I tap into my heart, it's not saying put it on Spotify and get millions of likes and, and this, this and that. It's saying do it your own way and and this feels really really right to me so so I I know that if it's aligned and you know if it touches the heart the hearts and the souls of just a handful of people then that's that's enough for me as long as it feels right to me in my heart then that is then that's perfect so once uh once all the songs were recorded <clears throat> I remember putting them on in the car on the way back from the studio. It was about an hour and a bit drive. And that was always always my favourite. Well, apart from recording the songs, of course, it was always uh, I just absolutely loved just driving home. And, you know, I always remember the sky was beautiful as well. Every single time I drove back from the studio, there was always some beautiful sunset or beautiful skyline. And I was always so happy and proud of myself for for going to the studio and actually recording, you know, these this music that that has just been in my heart for so long. And uh, th- yeah, that last that last session when all of the songs were done, and Mitch sent them to me, and I had them all on my phone, and I I put it onto a speaker in the car, and I listened to the whole thing from start to finish, and I I just cried with happiness, and my whole every cell in my body was tingling with pride and with joy and just being so proud of myself for, for doing this and um, just even recording it hadn't put it you know anywhere yet apart from those those first uh, two singles um, but aside from that I had a, <laughs> I had this amazing realization and I went back to the the chakra idea the album um, that I wanted to record initially and I realized I had a chakra album and I'm going to talk a little bit about that now so the first song that I recorded was Embers to Ashes. And this is the root chakra for me. It's a song about the earth. It's a song about destruction and creation. My first song, the first chakra, the root chakra. And actually looking back this song, when I listened to it, it actually really helped me through a difficult time during uh, the pandemic. Adam and I um, went through a miscarriage and I also had nectopic ectopic pregnancy. So I lost two babies um we also lost a kitten and that was all within the space of a year and i don't know i almost feel that listening to that song it was like another force had come in and written the song through me to help me through this time and to realize you know the the nature of destruction and creation how when something is destroyed something comes in to take its place and now at the time of recording this i'm i'm now 9 months pregnant so yeah, just a little something to, to get you thinking there. And then the next one, uh, Shaman called Shadow, for me is is sacral chakra. Um, and, you know, the sacral chakra is about inviting you into the shadows and doing your shadow work and recognizing every dark part of you, every dark corner of you actually is, is sacred, you know. And when we, again, when we go into those shadows, we realize they're not so bad. They're just a part of us, maybe like lost children, that, have, that just want a little bit of a hug, want, want a little bit of love and then we have a moment with the sun if we go up a little bit more this is the the solar plexus chakra which is um, just below the ribcage and the solar plexus is about being in your power and this song is just that, it's a song that is here to remind you of your power, your light and that it is so important to shine your light bright in this world. And, you know, I say in in the song that the sun shines every day to remind you of this truth that you have the light of the sun within you. So to keep shining in a world that has tried to dim me down in the past. And then Free Heart Chakra, a song to remind you that love, you know, for yourself, for others is really the greatest healer of all. Devi Prayer makes me feel... um, it's linked to the throat chakra for me it's a mantra for the divine feminine who's you know whose voice has been quietened for way too many thousands of years and each verse that I sing in this mantra gets more stronger each verse Uh, my voice gets stronger each verse and it it really reflects my own personal transformation with my voice and journey with my voice from a scared teenager with no self-worth no self-belief who was really silenced in quite an abusive relationship to you know, a woman today finally reclaiming and stepping into her power. So hopefully that's an invitation for you as well. And then we go up again to the third eye chakra in between the eyebrows, the seat of our intuition. And this is this is Luna, the song Luna, a song to remind you that there is this innate inner wisdom within you. You know, your intuition is always there to guide you along your path. And lastly, we have I Am Light, the song I Am Light by India Ari. Uh, which for me is crown chakra, the chakra that hovers just above the, the crown of the head. And this is a song really that reminds us that we are all divinity defined. We are all gods on the inside. We are all, all light. So my deepest intention, again, with my collection of music, with my, I'm going to say my debut album, because I'm sure that I will record more. My debut album, Luminous Shadow, is simply to bring you joy, healing, soul nourishment to connect you back to the truth, the power, the magic of you. I want you to remember the light that's within you. I want to invite you to not be scared of the dark and to welcome all of your shadows with love. I want you to remember that you are part of it all. You know, the sun, the earth, the moon and the stars, you're already whole. You have everything that you need inside you. I hope that my music continues to remind you of these truths every time you choose to listen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And again, if you feel called to purchase the album, it's called Luminous Shadow, and you can do so by heading to my website, which is www.hollyhustler.com. Thank you so much for your support. all